Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hockey never stops here. Welcome, everyone, to another edition of Spits and Suds. So glad to have you today. I'm Gavin Spittle of 105.3 The Fan, joined by my teammate Sean Shapiro, EP ringside, Shap Shots. His book is called We Win Here, also D Magazine. It never stops for him as well. Mr. Shapiro, how are you today? It's, uh, I'm doing well. Good. It's, uh... It's it's mid July. The kind of in that uh, that spot on the calendar where we try to make a bigger deal about some things that aren't news versus that that are news at the same time. <laughs> the uh, like uh, I said something said this something about, about the other day. Like we've got right now in the NHL calendar, we've got like arbitration cases coming up, and uh, obviously arbitration cases are important and everything like that, but with how few actually make it to arbitration. And it's just like offer sheets for restricted free agents where it's real fun media fodder. And we definitely talk about them on podcasts and everything like that. But at the uh, end of the day, it's, it's off, off. It often is settled before it ever gets to uh, an arbitration lawyer and everything like that. So it's that type of year. And uh, I don't know, it's, it's middle of July, but at the same time, we've got, uh, we have, do we have an idea of sort of what teams will look like? Uh, some prospect things feel like they're kind of around the corner. Uh, I put it out there yesterday, two, a couple of days ago, that we know the Stars will be in the uh, prospect tournament September 14th through 16th. We'll be, uh, we'll get to see, uh, we'll get to see that. And uh, so we know we, we we see some hockey on the calendar within the two months from now, right? So yeah, but it's uh, for for now it's a. Uh, you enjoy the summer and you enjoy uh you try to find uh, some other things to watch on TV and catch up on some reading, right? <laughs> Absolutely. And for the yeah, catch up on We Win here out at yes, Amazon exactly. and wherever <laughs> you else you can find it. So, uh you mentioned prospects tournament and for Stars fans, who can they expect to see in that tournament and who should they be looking for? Yeah, the big one that I'm most interested in and I'll be up there for that tournament and interested in watching it in person will be um it's going to be Logan Stankoven's first step into kind of the, uh, can he be an NHL impact player this year? Um, we saw, we've seen players, even players as high profile as Miro Heishkinen, where when the Miro's rookie season, he went up to Traverse city, played two games and you could see right there that this kid was going to be ready for the NHL. So I'm really interested to see Logan Stankoven in that tournament uh, against his peers from some other NHL organizations um, in a spot where he should be one of the best players on the ice because 
um, you don't win a job. You don't, you, you don't win an NHL job in Traverse City, but in Traverse City, you set the stage for whether you have any chance of winning a job. And I think Logan Stankoven, Maverick Bork, seeing the two of them in that in that uh, tournament, I'm interested to see how they use that as a springboard into training camp. It's really going to be a, a big building block and will tell us one way or the other of whether we should be looking at uh, – is it this year or is it next year for Logan Stakeham? I think we start, we'll start to learn all of that up there. And at the same time, it'll also be good to see against the, the, the blue jackets will be there. Detroit will be there and Toronto will be there and to see them play against a team like Columbus, who will, I would assume will have Adam Fantilli, the number three pick from this past draft up there, who could be after Bedard is obviously a pretty good Calder favorite. Be interested to see some guys like that up there. So, um, to me, it always feels like kind of the unofficial start to hockey season, and now we have dates for it. When do we expect Bischel back on skates? I believe he will. I don't know if he'll be ready for – I believe he will be ready for start of the season in Texas. I believe that. Um, now, the double check and see. I don't know if he'll be ready to play in Traverse City. But I do, having talked to some people within the stars and talked to about kind of the expect, the expectation is for him to have more of a normal season lengthwise with the Texas stars. Um, and uh, maybe that's true. I'd have to double check. I don't know the exact dates on that, but I, I do. But the good thing is they're not looking at the injury and they're not looking at the recovery, stopping him from having a quote unquote normal first North American season. And that would be the defenseman in the organization that most eyes would be looking at, correct? Hundred percent. He's yeah. the one who, um, he's the one who you're kind of looking at. Like, you look at the depth on this organization. You look at where things are going. And if Liam Bixel, who was taken right like 18th in 2022, if he can be the, uh, if he can kind of be like a Thomas Harley, and he can take that step, you're building all of your your future defensive depth internal house. And it's in a really, it's a really good spot. Um, the, uh, so I would, uh, he's really interesting to me because he's coming over from, he's coming over from Europe. He's going to be an AHL guy this year. Some defensemen adjust quickly, some don't. Um, and he, uh, I think he, I, if I'm doing my rough math, if the timeline is still on, if the time, I, I think we'll see him in Traverse City because I believe it was it was May like May seventh or eighth or whatever when he had the surgery. It was about eight weeks, so that would put him into June. July. That would put him right now, kind of starting to ramp up a bit and everything. Um, so I think we'll see him on ice in the if if, if as long as there's been no setbacks, I think we'll see Bixel playing in Traverse City. And for those that have never seen him play and are listening to this podcast comparables not going to say he's going to be there but think of uh, former start excuse me Jamie Alexiak or Colton Pareko nice size I I liked when I watched the tape Sean I liked his skating ability Uh, I I like his stick handling his you know uh, I thought he had a good shot as well so uh, I'm excited you know I think there has been that theory and we've seen it over the years with a Zdeno Chara, Tyler Myers, even a Jamie Alexiak, they do seem to take a little bit longer um, to develop. Um, but I- I'm excited because he's a bigger defenseman that, you know, has offensive ability as well. 
Yeah, and um, I look at him probably as when you when you mentioned a Pareko and an Alexiak, probably a little bit more Pareko like and um, where a little bit more violent for lack of a better word early <laughs> early on in his career like Alexiak like the amount of times where like Alexiak used his size but a lot of the times one of the biggest qualms with Jamie Alexiak early career Jamie Alexiak was he wasn't physical enough with his size right like yeah. he moved well and he, but, he, but um Bixel is a little bit more he brings more he's a little bit more energy um a little bit more aggressive violent in the uh in in the uh kind of in his game initially um i had a i had someone once compare compare him to a like a uh um if he doesn't really if if and obviously part of it was i'm imagining i'm imagining part of it was kind of a um a country type thing but someone at a minimum kind of compared him to like an oscar cleft bomb for me where it's like hey this is which is like a, a guy who's a for who I think Clefbaum played like six or five, six or seven years for the Oilers was a good 30, 30 point guy, obviously know a little bit more defensively and everything like, like that. So uh, probably that's kind of the, the base and that's not a bad base. Obviously yeah. you want to see go, go higher than that and everything, but that was uh that was kind of a name somebody once threw out to me about him of like, this is, this is the, the, the minimum of what you can kind of expect him to be. Um, and, and that's not a bad, that's not a bad minimum. That's not a bad thing to add at all. And if he can be more than that, you're talking about a pretty good defensive long-term plan. So coming up on spits and suds, we'll have some mailbag questions that you guys tweeted us uh, in the off season. And we're excited to uh, give you some answers or the best answers we can. We're also going to talk about the question, who is the biggest Dallas stars rivalry? So that's coming up later in this podcast, but I did want to touch on two Central Division rival players that no longer have homes, which I find interesting because you saw the free agency frenzy happen in early July, and now the lull has occurred, and Patrick Kane and Vladimir Tarasenko are still without jobs. Sean, what can you tell us about that? Yeah, Kane is the... Kane is going to be, he's coming obviously off the, he's coming back from injury and he's going to be, and he's kind of waiting it out, right? That's kind of the, he, he had hip surgery. He's going to be about, about out four to six months. Um, I think he kind of has the ability to pick his spot and wait into the season too. I think Kane is, can be, this is a more of a slow pay for Patrick Kane his agent Pat Brisson has been pretty open about that, and uh, he's obviously. I, I think if you bring Patrick Kane in for the right reasons, I think it's a good add because um, I think he can obviously instantly come in, um, adds add a boost to a power play. Um, the hands. I mean, we saw with Jason Spezza, right? We saw the end of Jason Spezza's career where, well the body and physical things slow down. The hands never slow down. And so um, I think Kane will still bring skill wherever he goes, but I think whoever brings him in is going to be, there's only going to be success there with Kane. In my view, if you're bringing him in for the right reasons to help boost a power play, you've got some depth. You're not expecting him to, 
completely drive lines at five on five and everything like that. Um, especially coming off that hip surgery, we've seen obviously Dallas fans have seen up close how long it takes for guys to come off that hip surgery. I mean, it felt like for a time, like almost every single guy in the stars lineup had had hip surgery and it takes a while. So um, I would proceed with caution on Patrick Kane for whatever team. Tarasenko is one where I'm actually surprised he's not signed yet. And obviously he changed his agent and um, it's similar to last summer when John Klingberg changed his agent. It's one of those where it feels like it's a guy who miscalculated or his agent at least miscalculated the market and now going for a reset um, with a new agent and everything. And we keep kind of hearing the rumblings that Carolina's in play for Tarasenko and everything like that. And um, honestly, if I'm Tarasenko at this point, I'm not afraid to go with the, I look at the short term, maybe one year deal similar to what we saw a lot of guys sign. Like we saw like a Max Domi sign with Toronto and things like that, because he's a guy who, because of his reputation and everything like that and playing on a good team, can probably put himself in a, with a one-year deal, bridge himself to a nicer deal next summer, potentially. 